Hi, this is Carrie, and this story is what I call Male Passenger Gets Decked by Female. It was Friday or Saturday after hours when people are coming out of the clubs, and it starts getting busy for us drivers. Sometimes the rates increase during this time, and you can earn more money but it is more risky at night. You don't know if you are picking up someone who might vomit in your car or be under the influence of drugs on top of alcohol. I have previous experience working nights over 15 years, so nothing shocks me at this point. You find yourself becoming mom, psychiatrist, or police officers sometimes. So I accepted a request to a small local bar. Low risk is what I'm thinking. When I get there, there are only a few people outside. My writer IDs himself got inside and I could tell that he had at least a few drinks. I offered him a barf bag that I keep behind the front passenger seat. But he objected and said, I'm okay, I just want to get home. So I told him that I was offering him one because we are picking up a request on the way. He said, just cancel them. I didn't request pull. So I said, no, I'm not canceling, but you can cancel and just request a different driver. He didn't respond. But then I asked him about a guy who kept falling into a huge flower pot. He said it was his co-worker. So I said, you don't want to take him? He says, no. Someone is picking him up. So I thought, this guy is so intoxicated. He can be a victim of a crime, robbed, or whatever. What kind of friend leaves someone behind like that? So by... This time, we need to leave. So we leave, and on our way to the second request, he is arguing with me about how he made a mistake about taking pull, and I reminded him that he can cancel and request a different driver. This just went back and forth. I also reminded him that he should call the person who is picking up his coworker to see if he's been picked up. He said to me, I just got a text. He's already been picked up. Did I believe him? No. I think this guy just wanted to get home. That's the only thing that he had on his mind. I reminded him that if he was concerned about vomiting because the trip is longer now, all he had to do was grab a barf bag. He never got one. So... We approached a club where it is hard to park and a lot of people are outside waiting for rides and a lot of cars are out there. This is a location and time where there are many police officers standing around outside around the block from where I was. Many times I've seen arrests, fights, etc., so it can be unpredictable. 
Well, I was driving a van at the time and three people opened the door behind me and jumped into the back seat. Then I said, you guys are in the wrong car. This is pool only. Two people are allowed. They said, we are with that guy. So the person they were talking about got into the front passenger seat and I verified his name. It was him. So I told him that this is Paul and I can't take him, that only two people are allowed. But he and his friends didn't leave. But I also couldn't leave because I was surrounded by cars picking up other people. So as I waited for cars to move or the second riders to get out, a woman approaches the passenger seat and my passenger rolls down the window then she punches him right in the face. So I yell at him, roll a window up. And I lock the doors from my side and make sure all the windows are rolled up from my side. Then before I could leave, around five guys were blocking the front of my car from leaving. And another four to five guys standing behind my car. And about three guys punching the passenger window, trying to break it. The only way to get away would be for me to run over these guys. And I'm not going to jail, nor am I answering to God about that. So I'm yelling to all the five passengers in my car, do not open the windows and don't open the doors. These guys are out for blood. Now I start requesting 911 from my app. But because my car isn't moving, the call is just processing. It won't go out. If you dial 911 from the app, it's better because the police can know who the driver is and who the riders are and also your exact location. And there were police officers just around the block. So now I tried 911 on my other phone, but that phone needed to be charged. So I look for my mace. When I found it, I knew this wasn't going to help me much, but I tried to show the mace to the guys outside. They didn't care. I was surprised that the window was not breaking. These were big guys and continually punching with full force. I yelled at my passengers, if they break the window, I will have to use my mace. So it will affect all of us too. Just put something over your face to block it if I spray mace, but don't open any windows and don't open the doors. I asked my passenger what he did to that girl. He said he didn't know her, that he's from out of town. So I said to him, all I got to say to you is if you did something to her and called rideshare as an escape, that's not okay. It puts the whole van at risk to be targeted. So now, one at a time, the guys in the front of my car were joining the others trying to break the window. Finally, the last person walked away from the front 
Now was my opportunity to leave. So as I drive away, around 20 guys over 6 foot are running after me. And 911 is now able to get through. So I tell my passengers that we will need to park somewhere safe so I can report this. We drive away and park where we won't be found by those guys. Then I tell 911 about what happened and she asks if the guy who got punched wants to make a report. He says no. Then she asks me if the guys damaged my car and I said no. They didn't break the window. So 911 tells me to go ahead and take them home. At this time, I have a major migraine and I have no Excedrin on hand, which my, my headaches will go away like in about 15 seconds with Excedrin. So I turn off the music and I tell everyone that I'm keeping the music off because I have a major headache now. So as we are leaving, one of the guys in the back yells, Oh my God, the guy just threw up. I looked back and it was the guy who I asked to take a barf bag. So I said to him, Are you kidding me? I told you to take a barf bag. Then he says, And I told you not to pick anyone else up. So... The passenger on the front seat turns around at the vomiter and says, Shut up, man. We aren't the ones throwing up. Then I said to everyone, Everyone just be quiet. And then I turned at the vomiter and said, I told you to get a vomit bag. You are going to have to pay for the damages that you did to my car now. And I said to everyone else, And all of you aren't even supposed to be getting a ride from me in the first place. This is a pool ride. And you, I told the passenger, you put all of our lives in danger. Then I said, I want it to be quiet or I won't take you to your destinations. Is everyone going to be quiet? Yes, they told me. So now I dropped off the guy who vomited and he tries to scrape the vomit out of the van with his hand. So I told him to stop doing that. He's still going to be charged for the cleanup fee. He leaves now and we're on our way to drop off the second riders. On the way, the passenger on the front seat puts a song on from his phone. Now I'm getting ticked off. I reminded him that I said earlier that I have a migraine and I want it quiet and no music. So he said, this is old school. Don't you like her music? I said to him, that's not the point right now. If you want to ride, you need to turn it off. So he turns it off. But in a few minutes, he starts singing the song. So I'm raising my voice to him now because he's being totally disrespectful. Now he says, I don't have to put up with this. And he tries to open the door to get out of a moving vehicle. So I stop the car 
and he got out and I said close the door he did and I leave so I tell everyone if they want to ride that they need to keep it quiet if they wanted to get out they can get out right there and join their friend but they all agreed to keep quiet and I proceeded to take them so now it's quiet then the guy behind me gets a phone call and has it on speaker it turns out that it's the guy that just jumped out of the moving vehicle and he's on speaker saying lady please please I promise you I'll be quiet just pick me up at this point I'm tired of all the baloney and I tell him hang up your phone or I'm not taking you the rest of the way so he hangs up so now I drop them off and I need to get to my art studio because I don't want to wake anybody up and at the art studio I have 24-7 access and I figured nobody would be there I'll be able to clean up the vomit mess while I'm there I, I get there and when I'm there I wasn't paying attention to my surroundings it just seemed dark and empty so I opened up my doors got my sanitizers my etc and my gloves and I start taking pictures of the vomit so I can get compensation the compensation can vary but what I believe I had received from this was $150 for the cleanup so now I'm really upset from having to clean up this vomit who wouldn't be and I think I was flashing pictures and saying some choice words out loud because I thought I was alone just then I felt as if somebody was watching me but since it was night hours and tinted windows I peeked out from one of the open doors with my gloves on and I saw about seven police officers all looking my way so I said hi you probably know I have a studio here but I also am a rideshare driver and someone just vomited in my car so they said something like oh no worries and turned away but then I thought I must have looked like I was covering up a crime scene or something after this I started keeping a camera in my car because it was pretty scary and using the camera actually changed the atmosphere in my vehicle after that 
and people behaved a little bit better. Um, I really wasn't too comfortable about having the camera in my vehicle, but I also feel that I need to protect myself and my riders. But anyways, that was um, that story. It was nice talking to you, and take care. Thanks a lot. Bye.